Brain Injury Today is sponsored by the Washington State Traumatic Brain Injury Council and produced by Goal 17 Foundation. As a provider, what I experience in clinic, um, much of the work that I do is not prescribing a medication. It's, it's explaining. So the, the book is a welcome addition to that, uh, to our ability to educate the survivors and their loved ones. And um, hopefully even clinicians and providers as well can learn from this book. Welcome to Brain Injury Today, your connection to the brain injury community. I'm Deborah Crawley, Executive Director for the Brain Injury Alliance of Washington. Today, we're going to be building on our last episode as we talk about a new book, Understanding Traumatic Brain Injury, a Guide for Survivors and Families, that BIAWA board member and attorney Richard Adler has just finished and just published. Richard, it's great for you to join us for another segment. Deborah, delighted to be here. Thank you for um, coordinating this and uh, look forward to the discussion. Yeah, I think it's going to be great to have a, a partner episode to the one we just did with Sabrina Bonaparte and Brandon Blake from the perception of a survivor and caregiver. And this one from the perception of two distinguished professionals who are a large part of our community. First, I'd like to welcome Dr. Gary Stobie. Gary is a clinical professor at the University of Washington Medical Center, also part of the neurology department at UW Medicine. Um, while one of his specialties is brain injury, Dr. Stobie is also widely known for his ongoing work in cognitive and behavioral neurology with focuses on autism, multiple sclerosis, and the late effects of brain injury. Dr. Stobie, it's great to have you with us. Thank you, Deborah. It's uh, good to be here. It's a pleasure. And thanks for being a long-term partner with BIAWA. So um, many of those who we support have uh, benefited from Dr. Stobie's uh, medical care. And uh, we know how few and far between those physicians and medical providers are. So I'm glad you're here. And also excited to welcome for the first time he's here for a podcast, one of our former board members, as many of our podcast folks are, we, uh, they never leave BIA, we always find a way to keep them connected. Dr. Sam Browd is the director of Seattle Children's Hydrocephalus Program, the medical director of Seattle Children's Sports Concussion Program, and the director of Sports Institute at UW Medicine. Sam, it's great to see you virtually, and I'm so glad you're with us today. Deborah, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to everybody today. Good. And I, I don't know how both of you fit this all in with all of those accolades, including you, Richard, with all that you're doing on a daily basis. Um, we're really thankful for your time. So we have a great book that has just you know been published. It's amazing. My staff is already passing them out and utilizing them as we support individuals here at the Brain Injury Alliance of Washington. Now, for those who may not have heard our, our previous podcast, Richard, can you do a little 
background about what precipitated bringing this book now, um, how long it took. I, I, I've heard this and it was amazing to me. It's, it's a labor of love in many ways, I think, but just all that went into that and kind of where we are now and, and, and with talking to professionals today, kind of the input that may have helped push you to make this happen. That's a big question, and I'll try to be brief. <laughs> and when you ask an open-ended question to an attorney, you might have to sit back for a while. And, I actually uh, am okay have... with that today, Richard. Okay. Wow, I okay. left it open. I'm going to take advantage of that now, Deborah. You may regret saying that. But, oh, you just know, today, Richard. Just today. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, I think uh, in, in my life's work um, has been very uh, focused on representing people uh, who have difficulty um, speaking up for themselves. And over the course of my career, I've kind of landed on uh, traumatic brain injury individuals because of the problems they have in finding their voice, focusing their voice, follow through. Um, it lends itself towards a place where I can maybe be a higher and better use of my skill and talent. And so I've been committed in that area for quite some time as an advocate whether it's a focus on changing laws, whether it's a focus on representing one client at a time in their family, whether it's trying to protect their financial resources through various special trust needs, um, or whether it is um, speaking at uh, continuing education events for attorneys, healthcare professionals, and doctors. And uh, several years ago, I worked on a, uh, a similar book, but much, much thinner back in 2006. And I think Dr. Stobie, may have actually assisted me as one of my medical content experts. Um, so I think that around about six years ago, in my recollection, I started redoing the book. Um, and it was been a six-year journey to get this uh, completed. Um, I learned on the first production that it doesn't matter what I say. It also doesn't matter how I say it. What matters is how it's received by the person who has the brain injury and the caregivers. So there are 30 editors to this book, three zero, ranging from people with severe brain injury uh, to more milder situations to their caregivers of all ages, uh, of all ethnic backgrounds. Um, and then also the, the medical content folks were phenomenal. If they edited the book, I'm eternally grateful for that. But even if they didn't, me just being around them and talking to them about issues of the day on a case or issues of the day in science. I've learned so much from them and have great uh, gratitude to uh, not just the gentlemen that are here today, but so many of the folks that are noted on pages uh, I, double I, and triple I of the book. So, you know, how did our two doctors be invo get involved with this? You know, Dr. Stobie, when was your first introduction to, to Richard's uh, strong arming or soft arming or however of, hey, working on this project, I can kind of hear Richard's voice when I think of this. So the how did that first occur with you? Well, you know, Richard and I have reflected on, on this need um, quite a bit over the years. You know, I think the, um, in my clinical practice, my work was primarily with survivors of uh, what would be categorized as the quote unquote mild traumatic brain injury um, which is to people that aren't experiencing it, um, often invisible, you know, mm -hmm. it has uh, cognitive and behavioral um, 
challenges that you can't necessarily see on the surface. And there's a lot of misunderstanding about uh, these uh, challenges that people face and misunderstandings, not just in the general public, but also as you kind of point out, Deborah, within our field uh, of um, medical providers, including my specialty of neurology. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I, like Richard, um, am drawn to um, uh, helping people that uh, have trouble finding their voices. And it's my part of my draw to the world of autism and, and similarly to traumatic brain injury. Um, and I, I um, have a passion. I discovered it kind of halfway through my career in, in healthcare delivery systems and how to improve healthcare outcomes through um, uh, delivering care where it's needed. And uh, this is an area of unmet need. Mm-hmm. And um, this book uh, partly fills that need, you know, by getting information uh, into the into the hands of uh, survivors and hopefully their care partners, you know, their loved right. ones, and yep. hopefully even um, you know um, cl- clinicians and providers as well can learn from this book. The improvements in this edition, I, I really stand out. I think the points that he made about making it digestible and accessible. Um, in chunks, you know, taking mm-hmm. very complex topics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is what, as a provider, what I experience in clinic, um, much of the work that I do with, with um, patients that are struggling with these issues yeah. is not prescribing a medication. It's, it's explaining uh, where the origins of their symptoms so that they can make adjustments in their lifestyle and, and manage these uh, symptoms. So, uh, the book is a welcome addition to that, uh, to our ability to educate, you know, uh, the survivors and their loved ones. Well, and what's I, at least in your work with brain injury, and then I'll, I'll go over to Dr. Brown, you work mostly, at least those I've known, Dr. Stobie are adults. So with the, with brain injury, they've been adults with mild, moderate and, and your support there. And as we pivot to you, Dr. Browd, um, your work is with pediatrics it's an overwhelming time, you know, for adult caregivers, adult partners, and then you're working with parents to try and understand and, and make things, you know, I don't want to say understandable, but in a, in a format that it's like, that, that they can take in, because it's a lot to take in everything at once when you have a child who has a brain injury, but to have it in these smaller segments that may be a little more supportive. But in your, your work with pediatrics, how does, the, how does the book, how do you use it? Yeah, so a couple comments maybe really quickly to start. You know, I, I've been very fortunate to be around uh, the uh, brain injury Alliance and Richard and yourself and Gary for a number of years. And I think the needs of our families that are out there are just, you know, so critical in so many different ways. And, you know, the approach uh, that Richard has taken over the years to work both, you know, with families within, you know, the legal system and partnering with the medical community has really touched on kind of this trifecta of areas that all intersect with the families and the, and the folks who have had these injuries. And so it's been a really great, you know, model to try and help with and be involved in different ways. And, you know, the book that Richard has authored here, you know, touches on many important 
points that are really hard to teach to families. So I'll go into, you know, just a few thoughts of my own on this. You know, whenever we're seeing a family and they have a child who's had a brain injury, it's really difficult to walk through and explain sort of the mechanics of that injury, what are the results of the injury, and what do we think the you know, long-term outcome and therapies around that, that might be. And you know, our experience is when we're talking to families in the office, they may retain you know, maybe 10% yeah. if we're lucky of what we've talked to them. And we don't have a really great mechanism to record and document and share and really take that knowledge that we're trying to instill instill and provide to the family and their their caregivers and the patients too for that matter so that they can take it home and really process and understand that and so i think one of the things that richard's book really fills a particular need is this ability to understand the process kind of from front to back and it mm -hmm. you know covers so many important details you know not just from the mechanisms of injury but you know therapy and in outcome and all of these different you know aspects and it, it's an opportunity for a patient to take this or their family member and really start to, at their own pace, at their own speed, at uh, a, a level of understanding that they can be brought through and, and arrive at uh, a place where maybe they're asking us better questions or you know more informed mm -hmm. questions. They can come back to us if they feel like something was left out and they're just empowered by the knowledge that's, that, that's given there. And that's really a huge gift for the family. And we're really ill-equipped and do a horrendous job, quite frankly, within the medical system. Some of that's time pressure as everybody's been to a doctor visit, you know, it mm -hmm. seems to be getting shorter and shorter the time that we can devote, uh, you know, while folks are there and we're giving just a lot of information. And so Richard's book, I think is a, you know, really great asset uh, that we can, you know, point family members to and patients yeah. to as they uh, work their way through just, you know, these trying times and things that, you know, are lasting for, for a long time that they have to figure out. Right. And I like the point you just made about it, it is their own little textbook, but until you know what you know or don't know, and with brain injury, you know, it, it presents one day all of a sudden and they have the book because I think that makes them, you know, as we all have tried to become more informed consumers of medicine. And it's, but when you're hit with these traumatic times, it's really hard to, to keep things clear, but to have the tool, it, it allows them to come back to you for that office visit or you, Dr. Stoby, and hopefully be able to get the most out of those visits because visits are fast and it's, you know, this is a long-term scenario. So I, I think that has to be a positive for that ongoing communication with you as a provider. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things too is, you know, having a trusted source of information is, is really key. And the way Richard has, has put this together with, you know, leading figures sort of in the, in the space mm -hmm. and doing it in a logical and sequential sort of fashion to be able to walk through this is really important because what we find is a lot of families will go to Google and they will yeah. start to search things out online. And as we all know, uh, even more so in the last few years than ever, that uh, you know what you find online may not be the most accurate right. source of information and where that information is derived really, really matters a lot. And you know, one thing with brain injury too that I think is lost on a lot of folks is these are 
uh, what I call snowflake events. You know, they're all different, how it happens, what the result is, what the endpoint is for every person is, is different. And so while you can generalize some of these things, there are very unique aspects to every uh, injury that happens and every outcome is, you know, different in, in some variety or another. And so a structured way of kind of walking through and understanding it in a, you know, from a trusted source is a really key piece of what Richard has put together here. And, uh, you know, it's just a great resource for families and, and, and for those who've had the injuries. I think of what you just said there as a great resource for, for the families, and I'm thinking parents, and then I look back to you, Dr. Stoby, and I think about our adults with brain injuries, and that same, and, and we here at the BIA have that same piece that we try to keep them from perseverating and, and up all night Google searching. So so having, and as you said, Sam, Dr. Broad is, you know, there are a few trusted resources that bring it all together, right? I mean, that's, you know, we here at BIAWA, you know, some of the TBI model systems bring this, bring that, and, and it's, it's a lot, you know, and then we're sending it out to them. So, you know, just as you work one-on-one, Dr. Stoby, like, how, how do you see this, like, supporting them through their own journey, you know, immediately and long-term? Yeah. No, Deborah, I think that you, you hit on you know some really good points, and so so does Sam. I think that that uh, you know to educate an individual about um, their you know we we've used these terms like the new normal. You know, I think that with the population that I work with, like kind of the late effects, often people have have plateaued with their kind of from their their recovery phase, and then what they're often dealing with then is like learning how to navigate with their their kind of new skill set um which uh sometimes can have some some cool new things but a lot of times they're they're a drag and they're 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 holding people back and and that's very frustrating and emotionally draining and psychologically draining um and so coping and dealing with that and often starts with understanding and and you know educating and learning about that right and there are different people are going to learn different ways. Um, and I think that, but one of the things I think Richard highlighted and, and what he highlights in the way that he kind of built this book was often people need, and kind of what Sam says, you know, that at the beginning when, when the injuries occur, people are going to leave the appointment with just a, only a little piece of what they heard, right? So they have to hear it over and over again. They have to hear it in chunks. And different people are going to learn different ways. Sometimes they're going to learn better in groups. Sometimes they're going to learn better in kind of individual counseling. Um, and, and you have to find that pace of learning and you have to be ready to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that I could envision a tool like, like this book uh, being um, kind of digested chapter by chapter in like a group setting, you know, with maybe a yeah. facilitator, you know, and, and I could see this as a, real tool for, for you guys, you know, one, one of the things that, that uh, we see in clinic and, and this is not uh, uh, equitable or fair, but we see uh, people often have better health outcomes when they have care partners, Mm -hmm. Uh, certainly true with traumatic brain injury. And uh, that's where I've seen the, one of the real important roles of the brain injury Alliance is providing that partnership uh, especially for those individuals that don't have, let's say, someone, a loved one. 
And, um, you know, but I think it could be, this could be a real opportunity for you guys on how you kind of teach and how you, how you bring people along with their kind of understanding of that quote unquote new normal. Yeah, I think it's a book club. I love the idea, actually. You know, it is, and it's a, it's a, we could do it virtually or now or hopefully, God willing, in a while together. But I think that would be a nice way because then everyone can reflect. And, and diff, right. all of the chapters, I think, are meaningful to most folks who've had a brain injury, but they can reflect on their own. And I think that differentiation of experience is great to know that you share some, yet you're always unique. And, and how the brain injury affects you. We also want to get it out to employers and others. Um, but I do like that idea. Thank you. I will take that one, Dr. Stoby, and write it down. Richard, I think a great compliment um, by the doctors is the bridge that you provide between families, legal, and the medical. And that's really a gift. Um, well, thank you for those kind words, uh, Dr. Stoby and Dr. Broward and Deborah. It's like, wow. Um, all the um, all the hours that went into this like kind of melts away when you hear that stuff. Like, all right, it's going to be received pretty well. Um, one of the things that always caught my eye back in the early 2000s, so about 20 years ago, was the Centers for Disease Control pronouncement that traumatic brain injury uh, is a silent epidemic. But really, what I've learned in my journey is that it truly is a silent epidemic because if you got a brain injury. You don't go to your boss and say, I need a week or two off to heal my brain. You might get laid off right. uh, rather than have two weeks off. You may get fired after a while. The, the, the level of understanding right. in our community around brain injury is so low because yep. people, as a matter of survival, their income, their families, their lifeblood have to keep it under wraps. Yeah. If they share with a coworker that they're brain injury, who knows what the coworker might share that with? So it keeps things internally, it bottles up. Um, it's difficult to live with, uh, the spouse knows it, but uh, whether they do with it, uh, there's a level of denial, I think that uh, happens for the person who's injured, hoping it goes away. Mm -hmm. But I've also learned in addition to the silent epidemic, and one of the things that this book is intended to do is begin to peel away the issue of silent. And let's recognize that we have an epidemic and let's have a mature, conversation about what it is, what are the cures, what are the pathways, what's the new normal, what's going to work, what's not, and let's fund novel and innovative research. So I hope it has at least a contribution um, in dealing with silent epidemic. Well, yeah, so, and what you were saying, what I was saying, and you just ran into it, I just think it helps them to begin that conversation, because I, I do agree with you, and probably Dr. Stoby and Dr. Broad have seen this, you know, maybe Sam not as much because usually a family's involved, but folks who don't access the care they need right away. So, so the book, if someone's given it or they give it to someone else, it might help them to, to move them towards accessing more care. Like it's okay. The conversation starts and, and they also learn more about themselves. I think that's the other thing with the book as someone's going through it, there may be things that they're learning and saw or feel that they have a deficit, but the book is what helps them to understand that and to go seek help for it, which that's a big deal because it yeah. is silent and they sit alone. If it, if it provides a compass for them to be pointed in the right direction, if it clarifies one step after the other, 
if it helps them prevent taking bad steps, because there's a lot of bad advice out on, on the internet <laughs> about how to cure right. your brain injury all the way from right. putting a cold compress on your head or standing upside down in gravity free um, boots um, and um, smoke a lot of weed and do this and do that. There's a lot of misinformation yeah. that hasn't been vetted. Um, so I hope that this book provides a starting point, a grounding wire for people on their journey. And, um, and I hope that clinicians gravitate to it because it is a complicated subject and you don't have, as Dr. Brown said, you don't have all the time in the room and, and, and how much stickiness does that patient or that family get in that 15 or 30 minute meeting? So it could be one, like, I'll tell you what, we're going to talk about this a little bit, read this, come back after you do some treatment, look at that. Let's have more discussion. We can kind of get into a, a better a better place for more information because everybody wants to know when they're going to get better and what, what clinicians need to recognize and what patients need to recognize, what the general public needs to recognize is that this is not a knee injury. This is not a shoulder injury. This is not uh, a hip replacement. This is not even an organ. Uh, it's not heart surgery. It's, all these things have really great outcomes right now because of the science behind that, the repetition of the procedures, the research that's been done, but brain injury is still in a very much an infantile phase of its professional development. Mm -hmm. um, you still can't get a brain transplant. No. You, still, you still can't just do something and all of a sudden you get a magic. So a lot right. of it deals with a lot of work. measures, reassurance, um, uh, rest, good mm -hmm. nutrition, uh, exercise, mm -hmm. not overdoing things and understanding that a brain injury is different than any other part of the body. Yeah, that so. is absolutely true. So I'm going to put our two esteemed guests on a little bit of a spot because this is, you know, in everything that we do, and now we have this great tool, we have a new tool in our toolbox, and it's really shiny, and we like it a lot. And we want to share. So what are your thoughts? Start with you, Sam, Dr. Browd, on how do we work with somewhere like Children's Hospital, right? We have the book available. We can make them available. What are your thoughts on how we would work to get it to the practitioners, to get it to the families or, you know, working the systems that you work within? Because that's, that's you know, that's the barrier. Like, it's this great book. We all think it's a great book, but let's, let's make it more available. Any sneaky ideas you have? Like, should I be coming over there and well, well you know, them at the gift shop and <laughs> yeah, you know, really these are about therapeutic relationships, right? Between the physician and the family. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a level of trust and a bond that's there between their, you know, caregiver, uh, provider and, and, you know, the family and the patient. Absolutely. So one of the jobs that we have is to try and inform people to the best of our knowledge. And again, some of that happens in the clinic, but it's really on us to be able to provide other resources to them that uh, they can really dive into and spend time outside of the hospital where the vast, vast majority of their learning is going to take place. So, you know, on our end, uh, you know, having access to the book and being able to recommend this to our patients is going to be obviously really critical. And, you know, we see patients in a variety of settings, right? I may see them in neurosurgery for certain aspects of their care. 
a lot of times they're being seen through uh, rehabilitation mm -hmm. medicine, right, where their long-term issues are being dealt with and their follow-up and progression are being monitored. And those physicians, you know, again, we're all looking for good sources of information that are well compiled that we trust to be able to educate our, our patients and families. And so, you know, Richard's put together something that I think is extremely valuable. And, uh, you know, I think it'd be welcomed by, by certainly myself and, and colleagues. Yeah. Um, Dr. Stobie, any secrets over there at UW? But, and I know you're at one of the out, outer line clinics too. And, you know, clinic versus the hospital, you're, you're more at yeah. the clinic, Dr. Stobie. You know, with the change that has occurred with COVID, you know, there, you know, like in my clinics, you know, we did a rapid turn and, and uh, most of our visits became uh, conducted over, mm. you know, telehealth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so we've gotten, uh, so we're out, we're, we've gotten away from, you know, handing people mm -hmm. paper booklets. Instead, what we'll do is we will cut and paste the link you know, into their so-called after visit summary. And, and that's, that re works really well for a lot of people. Um, those, those that are maybe uh, aged like uh, myself, you know, not so, not so uh, um, swift technically, it might, might be difficult, but, but what, what I, what I would imagine would be like a link to, you know, the Brain Injury Alliance uh, website you know, with, with that would maybe then, yeah. then would maybe mail the mail the book to, yeah, to, we the, can do to that. the person. So that you know, so that would yes. be a that would be a great workaround. That I think um, I think that you know the the there is value in getting the information from a provider that a family uh, or an individual uh, might have more trust in right the trusted that, resource kind of getting absolutely. that thumbs up from the provider absolutely does make a difference and but you know as as you know providers are extremely busy so for us to be able to put the link and then you guys do the work of absolutely. mailing yeah, it we can that'd do be that great, that'd be yeah. a great partnership yeah we can we can make that happen easy and i also believe richard that you are looking at as dr stoby uh, mentioned folks learn in many different ways that you are working on a um, spoken word of your book. I think you mean an audible. Thank you. And um, yes, we are. We're actually doing some, uh, uh, we're, we're sending out a request for the radio voices in the world. And Deborah, you got a pretty good one, you know. You I might have wanna, been told I do have, they, you, people ask who I am many times. You might want to audition for this one. Um, so what we're doing on that is we, uh, in case anyone's hearing and has a radio voice, we've let people know that we're, you get the book, read a couple chapters, send in your audio, and then we have it. But we're also doing, um, I think it's available on Kindle with, uh, with oh, an Amazon. Good. good. I know the yes. Brain Injury Alliance is uh, going to be carrying it. Um, we'll have available lots of copies. Um, mm -hmm. I also want to point out to anybody listening that this is not a book where we are uh, going to try to recoup any pro profits for yeah, time that's been generous. in there. But it's also not just the profits, but the entire production of the book is being donated into the community. So if somebody were to go and load up on Kindle for $9.95 or buy the book for $19.95, when we know about that, we're gonna send a check for that amount each month, the total amount to the Brain Injury Alliance 
um, as well as other organizations that are yes. looking to improve the lives of people with brain injury yeah. and their and their families. So everything's going to get circled back to the Brain Injury Alliance. Yeah, and yes, uh, always very generous. And as Richard said, beyond this organization, we do want to reach out to other organizations and other that are doing the good work. And there are many. Um, and it's it's hard work. We know that. So we're so appreciative of the community that has been built. And it really is, if you look at this, it's the circle of community. Um, as we close for another session, any any final thoughts from Dr. Stoby or Dr. Browd? Just a quick comment. You know, I again appreciate all the work that Richard has put into this in the Brain Injury Alliance for, you know, supporting, you know, the, our, our patients and families with, with brain injury. The more knowledge that our families uh, and patients have around this, it, it's only a good thing, right? And, you know, the world is evolving, as Gary said, where a lot of stuff is digital and to be able to reach folks and access them in different ways and stay current and modern is really important. And yeah. you know, the book is a great way to get information to folks. So uh, just, you know, appreciate everybody on this call. Everybody's uh, rowing in the same direction and just, you know, great stuff's happening. So, uh, you know, appreciate the opportunity to be on the call today. Dr. Stoby. Well, I'll just I'll just chime in. Uh, I think great comments by by Sam there, and I, I feel like um, this is one of those fields that uh, it truly does take a village to um, make an impact. Um, you know, this is not a condition that gets, you know, like you say, fixed by a scalpel, and it doesn't get fixed by a pill. You know, it it, it requires uh, knowledge, learning, and support. You know, from many different directions and. That is one of the reasons why I've really enjoyed partnering, you know, with the Brain Injury Alliance of Washington and and doing this good work. Uh, you know, when you when you get into this field, one of the things that uh, you, you you try to find is you you know you try to help people find their their new path to right. you know to their quality of life. Right. And, and uh, when you find it, it's it's glorious, and right. and it uh, it keeps you coming back for more. So so keep up. You know, thank you, Deborah, and thank you, Richard, for all the work you guys do. You know, for our, our patients and their families. Thank you, um, Richard. Wrap it with a bow. Let's see. Wrap it with a bow. What else could be said here that hasn't already been? Many said? hands make light work. There's a good theme. Um, I think um, I think the village takes a village uh, is uh, is appropriate here. Uh, the doctors are healers. Uh, these doctors are not just healers and physicians, but they also have a calling. Not every physician has a calling. These are committed um, mm -hmm. folks who always show up, not just in their profession, but in their community and with their families. And uh, wonderful to be able to work with them um, on this book and other projects within the community. Um, many hands do make light work. Mm -hmm. As long as this process has been over time, as many editors with as many opinions, with shifting opinions they may have had, um, this really made the journey um, so much more enjoyable retrospectively. 
But during the course of the process, <laughs> I don't think I could say I'm having fun here. Uh, like, when is this going to end? And how can I get a period and put this yeah. up to rest? But we're really just uh, hearing the comments from uh, these these uh, physicians, healers, call people with calling, as well as uh, the survivor and caregiver on the last podcast, really make me feel like this was a good thing to do. Yeah. I think this is going to be pushed forward in many directions by many people. Uh, and I hope it ultimately gets to the employer, the family, yes. uh, the physicians, the uh, survivors, the caregivers. It's just uh, yes. many people that are involved in the equation. So, yeah, yeah that would be a bow. So, Richard, I know um, you've done so much for the, this community, the brain injury community. And this is just another exceptional contribution. So thank right. you. Thank you, Deborah, And thank you for all that you do and uh, labor love. So it's really not work. It's really not work. It's something that um, maybe it's my calling. I think that is. I want to thank each of our guests for joining us today and for all of the work that you all do on behalf of the brain injury survivors, family members, and our larger community. Thank you, Dr. Stobie. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Dr. Browd. As always, a pleasure. Thank you for everything that you do. Yeah, thank you both. And uh, to Mr. Richard Adler. Very welcome. If I can assist further with this or other things, just give me a holler. I'll take you up on that. I know you will. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brain Injury Today. If you want to get in touch with our guests, you can find their information in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, so you never miss an episode. Give us a rating and share the podcast with your families and friends. As always, you can find support by calling 877-982-4292 or visiting BIA wa.org remember you are never alone we look forward to the next time on brain injury today and hope all are doing well take care <laughs>